Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers are showing interest in point guards, one being Chris Paul, the other being Russell Westbrook. The Lakers are one day into the official offseason after the 2020-21 season, and they are trying to kill me. Why? Just why? Let's start with Chris Paul because you know what? He makes me feel better. The, I- <laughs> the idea of Chris Paul being on the Lakers makes me feel better. Just in terms of basketball sit, fit than Russell Westbrook. Uh, and, and I say this as somebody who is not particularly fond of Chris Paul, the basketball player. So let's, uh, let's read Mark J. Spears of The Undefeated. He summarized this situation here with Chris Paul. Quote, According to sources, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers have been on the hunt for a veteran point guard, and Paul is on the list. For Paul to join forces with James for the first time in their careers, it would likely take a sign-and-trade with the Suns. The most the over-the-cap Lakers can offer Paul without a sign-and-trade is a $9.5 million taxpayer mid-level exception, the attraction of chasing... His first championship with James, Anthony Davis, and the Lakers could be an appealing option for Paul to ponder. Keep in mind that Paul, a former L.A. Clippers star, still lives in Los Angeles with his wife and two kids. So for those of you who are are keeping track at home, Paul would have to decline a $44 million player option for this upcoming season to take, if he wants to sign with the Lakers as a free agent and, and maintain as much flexibility for uh, building out the rest of the roster, he would have to go from $44 million next year if he just uh, re-upped that that option to $9.5 million. And yes, we are all sitting here, the vast majority of us are all sitting here saying, what's the difference between 44 and $9 million or whatever? It is still millions of dollars to play basketball. But that is still a $30-plus million pay cut that the president of the Players Association would be taking that doesn't send the best message to the rest of of the players who are out there uh, fighting and clawing for every penny they can get away from the owners in terms of BRI, so basketball-related revenue. So I don't see it happening, first and foremost. But let's just, for a second discuss what it might look like if the Lakers tried to pay him a a better salary than the 9.5 million dollars that they would be that, that that they can offer to him as just a free agent. As we discussed with Lonzo Ball, uh, Christian Rivas of Silver Screen and Roll outlined what the Lakers would have to do to free up 20 million dollars to fork over for Lonzo. And it's a lot you have to renounce basically all of your your incoming free agents, right? Dennis Schroeder, uh, Markeith Morris, Marcus Saul. No, Marcus is, is under contract. Uh, but it, you you basically only have Lonzo, Caruso, Tht as your as your off season signings, whether that's signing or re-signing, and then you have to fill out the rest of your roster with bits and pieces with with uh, veteran minimum type guys. And I, one, you're hoping that Chris Paul takes a $20 million pay, pay cut. And then after that, you're hoping that you can fill out the rest of your roster uh, with 
guys who can step in just in case LeBron James, who is going to be no spring chicken next year. <laughs> uh, Chris Paul, who is also, I believe, one or two years younger than LeBron James. And then Anthony Davis, who was coming off of a, a an injury-riddled season this last year as well. So that's just it just feels like you're getting stretched very thin. Uh, and while the basketball fit is certainly intriguing and would probably make the Lakers favorites next year to win a championship, that's that's just a lot of maneuvering when at the end of the day, the final hurdle that you have to jump over is that Chris Paul, the president of the basketball associate, the, 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 the NBPA, would be taking a at at least $20 million pay cut. I just don't see it happening. And and this feels like a leverage play from Chris Paul to get the Phoenix Suns to pay up. We go from one story that makes very little sense from the player's perspective to another story that makes zero sense whatsoever from the team's perspective and that the Lakers are also reportedly, I believe this is also according to Mark J. Smith, uh, Spears of The Undefeated, uh, he is reporting that the, the Lakers are also looking at Russell Westbrook, this time via trade. Quote, There have also been talks about Washington Wizards star Russell Westbrook being a potential candidate to move back home to Los Angeles in a sign-and-trade deal that could include free agent point guard Dennis Schroeder, forward Kyle Kuzma, and guard Talon Horton Tucker. No. Lakers? No. I'm, I'm going to get my water bottle and a newspaper and just go full angry dog owner and say, no, don't do it. You're probably wondering why it would take so many assets to go out and land an overpaid point guard who has proven time and time again that his game does not lend itself to postseason success uh, that you would why 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 do was why would it take Kyle Kuzma and Talon Horton Tucker and Dennis Schroeder to go out and get the guy? Well, it's because he's making so much freaking money. Let's look at at, at Russell Westbrook's contract per Spotrack. Russell Westbrook is going to be paid forty four million dollars next year, forty four point two million dollars next year, and then after that, he has a player option for forty seven million dollars next year. And for teams over the cap to make trades with each other, you need to match salaries. So for for the Lakers, you need Kyle Kuzma's contract. You need the Washington Wizards to agree to paying Dennis Schroeder a bunch of money to make up for some of that contract. You then probably also need them to accept whatever it is that Taylor Horton Tucker is going to command in the offseason as well, uh, being a restricted free agent. And and I'm I just... It's a lot of variables for one thing, but then it's also, from the Lakers' standpoint, just awful asset management. This makes no sense. It doesn't make any—unless Anthony Davis commits to playing only the center spot when he and Russell Westbrook share the court, and unless the Lakers could somehow find a way to make up for the losses of Taylor Horton Tucker and of Kyle Kuzma uh, from— basically veteran minimum type players like this just it this is just not smart it would just not be a very smart move and and look Russell Westbrook is a UCLA kid he's an LA kid 
and I can understand why we uh, why somebody might connect those two dots together, those few dots together. But we are also in rumor season. We are also in the the stretch of the year, the part of the calendar where you can't just read the headline, you can't just read the report, but you have to think about stuff from a basketball standpoint too. And I just, I find it really difficult to believe that Rob Polinka, seeing what struggles that the Lakers had last year because of the lack of shooting, would then turn around and go out a point guard who is literally maybe the actual worst three-point shooter in the history of the NBA to have attempted the number of three-pointers that he has attempted over the course of his career. So it's like, like maybe it's it's a situation where uh, Rob Polenka is is again more infatuated than, with with talent than fit. Uh, that we we saw that last year with uh, Andre Drummond in terms of the skill set that Drummond lended to the Lakers. That I don't I still don't believe helped the Lakers win very often while he was on the court. Or or this is one of those spots where LeBron trusts. Russell Westbrook and and what Russ has been able to accomplish to this point in uh, the NBA. Whatever the case, it's probably some combination of both of those things and 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 several other factors. At the end of the day, though, this is not something that the Lakers can do and improve their chances at winning a championship next year. Adding Russell Westbrook just in a vacuum, if it didn't mean costing anybody, might make you a worse team in terms of your ability to win in the postseason, adding Russell Westbrook and having it cost you three rotation players, <laughs> that 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 is is far and away a net negative for the Lakers. It is not something that I hope that I see them do. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Want to uh, get you guys ready for what? Rumor season is going to look like moving forward. Again, uh, we are going to be doing these shows on a daily basis as per usual. You're also can, going to continue to get the longer form podcast five days a week as well. And then in addition to that, when a bit of actual news, not a rumor or anything like that, but when a bit of actual news takes place, I will hop on here and record an emergency lowdown to react to whatever just happened uh, in the moment and as it happens. So a ton of content coming your way over the next few weeks. We are basically a week away from the NBA draft as well. So all kinds of stuff for all of you guys to look forward to, for me to look forward to making, and and uh, and for us to all enjoy together as it happens. Uh, until we get to all of that and and hoping that none of that includes the Lakers trading three rotation players for an overpaid bad point guard. I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a